great habits can help create a healthier lifestyle and life. And one of the best habits you can establish for your marriage is to simply have consistent communication with your spouse. And a great way to do that might be through a weekly meeting. And we have Bill and Pam Farrell talking about that today. Uh, I'm John Fuller, joined by my Focus colleagues, Aaron and Greg Smalley. And uh, the Farrells spoke with Focus President Jim Daly about a concept they call a marriage meetup. And they have three components for how you and your spouse can approach that meeting. So the first one, which I actually think is the most important one, is affirmation. Because this meeting has to be different than every other meeting you have. Like when you go into a business meeting with business uh, partners, you're not worried about the emotional climate of your relationship. You're not worried about when we're done with this meeting, are we going to like each other enough that we would like to make love to one another? Like those don't come up in in business, hopefully. But in your (laughs) marriage, (laughs) in your marriage, those things are vital. Yeah, absolutely. I wanted to... Like one of the things I learned early is I have to set a tone with Pam that says, the only reason I'm having this meeting with you is because I love you enough to connect my whole life to you. So the affirmation in this meeting starts with a, a prayer with one another yeah. and a compliment. Hmm. So either something I love about you that I've seen this week or a reminder of why I married you. So it sets the tone that I, I'm glad to be here because of who you are. That's really good. And we also bring a verse that has crossed our path, and we pray that verse over each other, mm-hmm. like each one of us bring a verse. And on our website, LoveWise, we do have like 52 verses you can pray you know, over your spouse, so if that's new to you. But I love how God just brings what he wants me to pray for Bill. For example, we were caregiving Bill's parents at the time they were probably 90 when this story happened. And I'm reading my friend Cynthia Ruckty's book, As They Age. So it's to help me take care of Bill's parents better. And so there's verses with every chapter. And one of the chapters, the verse was out of Luke 9, 48. And it says, your care for others is the measure of your greatness. Now, As a woman feeling like all control was taken out of my life, you know, for seven years of caregiving, Mm. uh, we're locked in, double locked in, you know, because we have the COVID lockdown and we have, you know, the lockdown of (laughs) we have to be here 24-7. That changed my heart from, you know, where resentment could have got a grip. Instead, I'm like, oh, I'm like married to a great man. Look at how he treats his parents, so kind, so gentle. And so sometimes those verses are exactly what God knows that you need as sure. a spouse to pray. That's a beautiful example. That's affirmation. What's another? the other two? So the habits? H is habits. Because yeah. if you're going to organize your life, you have to develop habits. Like doing your budget, it's not an inspirational activity in life. Coordinating your calendar for the week is not an inspirational kind of thing. Identifying what projects you have to finish this week as a couple, those are just, that's the work of marriage. And if you can turn those into habits where it's not a, it's not an insult that I asked you about your schedule this week. It's not an insult that we're talking about money. It's not a, hey, I hate the way you spend money and I want to tell you right now. It's how do we manage our money in a way that works? And if you develop those habits, it takes some of the emotional steam out of it. Right. Plus the other thing that I wish I'd known earlier in marriage is the general rule in life is that your emotions always follow your decisions. Huh. So if you can take the decisions of your marriage and turn them into habits where every week you're effective at making decisions together, it creates an emotional environment between the two of you that's satisfying. And if you're not good at making decisions, it builds resentment and it builds this kind of negative tone. 
So 20 years into marriage, you're now you're like, I don't, we don't like each other. I don't know why. Yeah. It's probably because you weren't good at making decisions along the way. Mm-hmm. And so the emotional atmosphere just eroded. Yeah, that's good. And a part of, you know, a lot of times people are like, um, this takes a lot of time. Um, yeah, but it actually saves time because if you're always arguing about some of the things that you should be talking about in the marriage meetups, like who are we going to schedule? What does the calendar look like? How much money do we have? How about meal planning? Who's going to do that? Uh, the chores, the prep, the tasks. If you talk about those things, then you argue less and that saves you time. I don't know about you, but not very far into marriage, I decided that spending all day on a Saturday arguing was not really very fun and satisfying. Mm. So it saves you emotional energy and it saves you time. And also a part of the habits is you pull forward anything that was not finished. So an unfinished decision, um, an unfinished, you know, attitude or heartache. You you don't just like shove it under the rug. You just move it forward a week and say, okay, how you feeling? Is this a good time to talk about it? Um, and for Bill and I, the money thing, sometimes it's a longer discussion and sometimes it's like, okay, is this a week I can spend money or not? You know, it's real simple. <laughs> yeah. And that's really helpful because there are some things in life you can't solve. Like yeah, if, that's if, fair. You, if you have a special needs child, you don't solve that child. Right. Pam mentioned we're we're in the tail end of caregiving. We couldn't solve my parents. Right. They just their needs had gone higher than they used to be, and we have to endure it, not solve it. And if you can bring it forward, you can say we just need to keep praying about this because we don't have a solution. Right. But and you know it's got some time limit, yeah. but you don't know how much time. Right. right. But together, yeah. like like one of the hardest things to maintain, I think, in marriage is the notion we're really better together. Yeah, but it's a great goal. Yeah, because it, it's as, the right one. As you get more responsibility, it tends to make you more independent. So saying, hey, we don't know what to do about this, but we're in it together. Yeah. It's a good way to remind And us. having Let- a template, like the marriage meetup is like the actual template that we have used for 42 years. So these are the components that we've seen work for us. So we like to say coffee plus conversation equals connection. That's yeah. really what For the non-caffeine people, you could have, you know, a <laughs> nice <laughs> ice water or some yeah, lemonade. I have green but, tea now. So that's affirmation and habits. Affection's the third. Describe right. affection. And so one of the best parts is um, we decide what day we're going to have what we call red hot monogamy. Like, you know, (laughs) there's the payoff. There's a business meeting for married couples. We like this. Yes. And so that's a part of the marriage meetup. But also um, it's bookend, that affection. Uh, Early on, you know, you give that prayer, that verse, that compliment. And at the end, we pray over each other and we thank each other for something we saw during the marriage meetup. And so it's bookends of love surrounded by a whole lot of productive work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good. I like it. Right. And yeah. the affectionate part of marriage, early on, it's easy to do. But the longer you're married, the more deliberate it needs to be. So if you're going to keep dating your spouse, it's because you decided to. Right. If you keep um, expressing affection to one another in either private or public, it's because you chose to. And if you set a legacy for your kids and grandkids that they see that you're in love, it's because you chose to. Because again, over time, you tend to fall into a rut if you don't fight it. And so keeping affection on the forefront, like we, we never end a meeting with, okay, we're done. No, no. We always end it with, thank you for spending this time. Thank you for being this person right here in my life. And then pray for each other. And, and usually it, kiss. It sets a tone that 
okay, we could have another one of these. Because <laughs> if it ends tense, you're like, I don't know. I don't yeah, I'm not going back there. <laughs> and we encourage couples to like do it in a place that's romantic to you. Um, during the COVID years, uh, we had a, a little bistro under a tree Outdoors. with cute little lights. And, you know, that made it seem more romantic or might be your favorite breakfast place. That's what ours started out being, just our favorite breakfast place. Or it could be two cozy chairs, you know, in front of a fireplace. But make us some place to look forward to as huh. well. Well, Greg, Bill addressed intentionality, and that's something we've talked about time and again here on this podcast. Uh, How much more intentional do you need to be as time goes on? We have to be intentional because there's so much that's competing for our attention, so many unique issues that get in the way of our connection. I mean, just think about just even routine. I mean, we get habituated to one another. We get used to each other. We're accustomed to each other. So it's easy for me to take Aaron for granted because, you know, 31 years, we're just used to each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, busyness. We're Mm -hmm. so much going on that we're exhausted, worn out as a result of all the busyness. The more tired I am, the less probably I'm going to be intentional to connect with Aaron versus mm-hmm. I just want sleep. And again, depending on the season of life you're in. So with very, very young kids, you know, or taking care of elderly parents, I mean, whatever's going on, it's easy to be exhausted. You know, so much of our conversations have to revolve around just how are we getting certain things done? Like, hey, you know, even before our podcast, Aaron and I, the one conversation that we had as she was driving over to our office, coming down to the studio, was, hey, we've got to get on to this link for our youngest daughter, Annie's joining the golf team. So how do we pay for that? You know, there was no, hey, how you doing? Yeah. What's well, going on? Well, you had called earlier to see how I was doing, which was really sweet. So I was doing yeah. that is what I'm trying to say. Yes, I was not. I was in task mode. Yes, yes. Of, you, I had just filled what, out You were doing whole... what might happen to me when I call home and Dean will be like, what do you want? That's not kind of the check-in I was hoping for. Is that what you're telling me? Yes. It happens to you too. Yes. 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 Well, when, even when he called this morning, I was like, why are you are you calling for something? That's yeah, true. You you were like, was just to check on you. Are you you were right? still asleep. Why are you I heard this guy in a podcast say I should check in, so I'm just checking in. You're not validating right. the concept. I don't want to be a liar. Yeah. You know, so just yeah, just the busyness that we experience okay. and all of the communication that it requires. So let me just ask you, this is I didn't plan on doing this, but let me just do a a reality check. Are you asking on behalf of well, a friend? Well, I mean, we've got quote, 70 years together between you and Aaron and, and Dina and myself, yeah. almost 70 years. Wow. I I have found that yes, it really does take a lot of effort because kids and life, everything you're talking about. Right. So if we're going to give advice to a newly married couple or a younger couple, uh, what is it? Is it pour the gas on now because when the kids come, <laughs> you get your your tank is empty? Or what? what is the encouragement so that down the road, 10, 20, 30 years, they can say, we, we invested in a healthy habit mm-hmm. when we were younger, and this is the payoff? Yeah, I would say keep pouring the gas on it, even okay. when kids are there, that the marriage has to be a priority. And before kids come, when kids come, after kids come, for some reason, often husbands will look at me and go, why does this have to be so much work? Because it is is. a relationship, any relationship, especially a marriage, requires special attention. And so it's worth the work. Keep doing the work in all seasons. Excellent. And uh, Bill and Pam Farrell have a set of companion books called Marriage Meetups, 
We're uh, offering that bundle today for a gift of any amount. They're a terrific tool, great resource for you and your spouse to practice this concept of having meaningful meetups. And uh, for a donation of any amount to the ministry today, we'll send that marriage meetups bundle to you. And then uh, while you're online, the free marriage assessment is something we talk a lot about because, well, a million people have taken it. It's really a popular tool. It takes a few minutes of your time, and it gives you so much to talk about as a couple. It's really a great resource, and it's free. The marriage assessment link is in the show notes. We'll hear more from the Farrells next time. For now, on behalf of Greg and Aaron Smalley and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, and this has been the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.